This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 391 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, featuring auditor Jerry Johnson and his horse Goliath, plus Pro Chaps. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Bed in a Box, Uncle Jimmy's, and the Clarion Lexington. Well, this week we speak to Jerry Johnson, our first guy on Listener of the Year, our Year of the Listener here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Be fun to chat with him. And also, we go back to a Ada conversation that I had with Pro Chaps, all coming up on today's show. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek And I'm Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network well, howdy. Thanks for joining us today Howdy Helena Howdy, Glenn. How are you? Good. So you, a couple weeks ago, we talked about you going trailer shopping. Yes, And sir. a lot has happened now since, <laughs> since we talked about you going trailer shopping. If I remember right, you had two brands that you were looking at. What two were they again? We were looking at the Hawk trailer and Kingston. And you've decided on one? No. No. <laughs> Well, we, we had decided on the Kingston because at the time we were going to be pulling it with a 2009 Toyota Tacoma with a, a six-cylinder engine um, that had not yet had a tow package installed. So in the process of trying to get a tow package installed, we very quickly realized it was just a lot easier to upgrade to a full-size pickup truck and then start the trailer shopping process over again. It's like going to the grocery store for toothpaste and coming out with $150 worth of stuff. Once you start, <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So what'd you decide on truck-wise? Uh, so we purchased a 2013 Ford F-150, which oh, cool. thankfully has a V8. Um, it's got a nice big engine. I saw and, it in sexy Helena Black. Yeah, actually, Buck picked that out. He's he's. It's going to be his truck. And oh, so it's we'll, sexy we'll Buck share. Black. It's yes, yes. Actually, <laughs> the name of the paint is called Tuxedo Black. Oh, really? <laughs> That's appropriate it's for tuxedo, Fox Hunter. <laughs> which is pre- exactly exactly. So it is a little sexy looking. Um, it's the sport package, which we didn't intend to buy, but we actually just were looking for a specific price range, um, a truck in our budget that was on a lot that, you know, really could just pull 7,000 pounds or more. And this was the one they had. It just so happened that it was kind of fancy looking. Well, you guys did good. That, uh, that'll, be, that'll be so much easier than trying to pull it with a small truck. Oh, just yeah. one less thing to worry about, for yeah. sure. You'll be able to go anywhere now. You can drive to Florida with your horses and come see us. It's Well, the new trucks do ride like a car, so it's not a problem to drive anywhere, I think, in that thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're very com- Matter of fact, they're more comfortable. The seats are bigger. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you. Proud we, um, new truck owner. Yeah, we actually pick it up. Well, this, this show's going to air on, what, Friday? Yeah. Friday today. So um, so we'll be in the process. Well, you guys are listening to the show. We're in the process of picking up our truck. And when do you get the trailer? Uh, well, we're, we're going to digest it a little bit over the weekend because, um, well, we have two, two trailer dealers who are waiting for us to make a decision. We just have to decide which one we want. So that, so that'll... What's the big stumble? What do you like better about one than the other? Um, you know, it's funny. I really like the ramp on the Hawk mm. and the partition, the, in, the way the interior is set up and, but it's, it's aluminum wrapped steel. So it is a little bit heavier. 
Um, but it's also, I think the steel trailer makes it a little bit safer too. Yeah, yeah, having, yeah, there should be having the frame steel anyway. Yeah. But the Kingston was nice and big and bright and airy. Honestly, it's I really, really, really liked the ramp on the Hawk. The Kingston is a step up. What's that? Is the Kingston a step up? Nope. The Kingston is also a ramp, but oh, okay. the angle at which the ramp hangs from the back of the trailer, uh-huh. so the trailer floor is actually a little bit lower on the Hawk. There's much less of an angle on the Hawk, and um, it just it really makes loading and unloading, especially backing up a lot easier for horses because they're not going down so much of a steep grade. You know, that that's why we had to, uh, we, you know, we just found a, a used trailer too, driving home from Walmart and, uh, we picked it up. It's, uh, 10, 12 years old, but we got it for a really good price and we had to switch because our old trailer, our old uh, Craigslist trailer, uh, our old really bad ads <laughs> trailer was uh, was a step up and the pony would not back off of it. I mean, we've mm. worked with him and worked with him and he'd have to turn around and then he'd fret about it. He'd paw and then he'd take a flying leap about 15 feet into the air. Um, so now we got the trailer with the ramp and he backs right off. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it makes a big difference. It really does. I know it sounds like it's splitting hairs. Like I know. It's six so, inches off the ground. Such a Exactly. <laughs> but we also have in, one of our horses is, is a senior horse. Um, and he's, he's pretty good. He's not exceptionally stiff. Um, but I think it's just easier for him to get to back off of the trailer if he doesn't have to engage those hawks as much, you know. But whatever. Yeah. We'll you know what's funny, though? Jennifer, you gotta get, I got to give her kudos. So she put a uh, ad in Craigslist for a really bad ads trailer. Yeah. And um, she ended up selling the really bad ads trailer, the old one, for more than we bought the new one for. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. You know how I, every week on Fridays we do those trailers every week on Friday and every week on Friday I say, who buys these things? Does anybody buy these things? Yes, <laughs> is the answer to the question. They do. Yes, they do. <laughs> First guy out, didn't even negotiate, paid the price in cash, drove it off. Good deal is a good deal, man. Somebody will, <laughs> you know, every once in a while we'll put something out at the end of my driveway, like for free. You know, something that we don't need, like a piece of garden equipment or something. I don't know, whatever it is. That stuff is gone in like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, no, like two years ago, we we ripped up some old railroad ties that were the edges to garden beds, to raise garden beds on the property. And these things probably weigh, honestly, they have to weigh at least 500 pounds a piece. It took, it took two of us um, to get them out to the edge of the driveway. And I'm like, nobody's going to take these things. They have these huge spikes in them. They're really awkward. They're so heavy. Gone. (laughs) Gone. And we put a lot out there. Every single inch of those, um, that edging was gone. And then people came back and were like, if you're going to rip up the rest of your garden beds, let us know. We'll take those too. That just shows you people are more clever than we are. They take the time, they probably repurposed them and they were beautiful. Time is the operative word. Yeah. (laughs) Time. Who has the time to sell something? That's true. Well, uh, well, I'm glad. Uh, congratulations again. That's great. I'm glad that you were able to uh, to make that happen, and now you'll be able to travel and get back into fox hunting again. Ah, oh, can't wait! I can't <laughs> wait. I'm gonna have so much to report to all of our HRN family. I think Jennifer's doing a hunter pace this weekend, so she's oh, gonna, she's going to get out and do a hunter pace this weekend. So that should be fun. Uh, fun for her to do that. When Grace finally goes to college, I'm going to spend half the year in Florida, just so you know. Okay. Yep. We have a room. Okay. It's ready. Okay. Come on I don't, down. Know, what Buck, I don't know what Buck's going to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, gonna uh, to... we're going to see you guys next week, a week from today. You are. Yep. You're heading down to Tampa. I'm so excited to see you and uh, to see Wendy and everybody there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so. great fun. I joined the um, Podcasters Hangout on Facebook, and there is such a wealth of information there about the podcasting industry. Oh, which reminds me, they, they asked if you would do something special next week. Remind me to talk to you about that after the show. Oh, sure. (laughs) Something special. Of course. (laughs) Special is my middle name. Just just remind me to talk to you about it. So I don't forget. All right. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Lexington, Kentucky, where I'll be in about three or four weeks for road to the horse. And every time we go to Lexington, Kentucky, we stay at the Clarion Hotel. Hurry and book your hotel accommodations now for road to the horse. They have a few tickets left. It'll be sold out. But if you want to go, uh, you can probably in the next couple of days still get a few tickets. 
And there's not a bad seat in the Alltech Arena. Uh, and if you want a place to stay, you call the Clarion Hotel. Go to clarionhotellex.com. Uh, they have free breakfast, free Wi-Fi, shuttle from the airport. They have great restaurants there and huge indoor swimming pool. If you're bringing the kids, it's a place to go because they have slides and a big pool and it's heated. And it's very easy. You leave this hotel, make a right, drive about four miles, make a left, and you're at the back door of the Kentucky Horse Park. Don't even have to get on the highway. So it's a, it's one of the simplest ways to get over to the Kentucky Horse Park from the Clarion. It's clarionhotellex.com. Well, we're continuing our Year of the Listener, <laughs> Helena, with a listener and his family who became quite famous during the Radiothon, during the holiday Radiothon, because he and his what seemed like 85 kids um, did a 12 Days of Christmas rendition. And after the interview, we'll play a little bit of that to remind. So if you didn't hear it during the Radiothon, you'll hear him and his cute kids singing it. And we'll just play a little bit of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, everybody's been waiting. It's our first guy on Year of the Listener. He's very active in the uh, Auditor Facebook page. Everybody Everybody knows Jerry Johnson. So, yes, everybody, you get to hear all about Jerry Johnson today on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Well, hi, Jerry. Thank you for being our first guy on Year of the Listener. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm glad to be here, Glenn. One of the few guys, I guess, that's uh, in the group. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've had our fourth auditor now join that's a guy, so we figured we could play poker now. <laughs> well, that was kind of where I was hoping it would go. We could have a meetup. There you go. <laughs> we'll see if, if everything goes well with Jerry, then more guys will jump on board, you know. They'll That's be true. Like, this is cool, you know. And Jerry's cool. very active, as Helena knows, because he picks on Helena on a regular basis, which I thoroughly enjoy in the auditor room. <laughs> Well, so, I think I'm equal opportunity. Jamie gets her share too. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate you helping out the cause, Jerry. I'm not alone in there. Thank you. It it does help. Now tell me, uh, before we get started, were you the about your background and stuff? Were you the one that found the Horse Radio Network, or was it your wife? Uh, it was myself. Basically, we had been discussing horses. Uh, we both kind of grew up around horses, but you know, held off because of my job and moving around before we actually became owners. And uh, that was one of the resources I went out and just to see if there was any podcasts or anything out there that could give me more insight to becoming a uh, horse owner. Do you remember? Did you Google search it? Did you search on iTunes? <laughs> just curious. Uh, honestly, I, I'm probably iTunes was, okay. was my first stop, and uh, all, all the shows popped up. Yep, you appear, you can't miss them pretty much when you search for horse on iTunes. Yeah, we're everywhere. We, we pop up. <laughs> like the plague. <laughs> so, Jerry, now you just mentioned that uh, you traveled around a lot. Why was that? I spent uh, the majority of my my life after seventeen. I, I'm twenty years military. I'm retired, so uh, we've moved quite a bit. I think I counted at one time eleven or twelve moves in, in a twenty year time span. Woo! Wow. That's a lot, but you're settled now. You're settled in where Tennessee? Yes, I've been I've been here since '05, and then retired out of uh, Fort Campbell. So we just stayed here, and I've been retired three years now. Now that's a nice part of the country to settle into. It's it's comfortable. Like you don't get a lot of winter, right? It's not. No, we we had a couple uh, three four days stretches of ice storms, but they they usually pass pretty quickly. But you can you can sort of do the horse thing pretty much year round, you know, save for a couple exactly. of icy days. That's nice. And you have a family. You have a big family who I feel like we know because we've had them on the show. We had them on the radio thon. We heard them anyway singing. Tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, well, there's a total of eight of us, six kids and seven, if you ask my wife, but myself and her, um, <laughs> How, when so, did, well, before you go on, when did you exactly have time to do the kid thing and with all those moves? Well, if you time the deployment rotations to birth of kids, there's, <laughs> I think there's a correlation. Oh, so you celebrated every time you got to a new location. It, yeah, it's ironic how that happens. <laughs> or well-timed, very well-played, well Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, and ironically, uh, I found a doctor that told me how that kept happening and fixed it, so I, I think we're safe to say we're done with kids. <laughs> ah, boy. So now it's on to horses. 
Exactly. And you know what? You have usually when I, I got into horses before I had kids and I thought this is great preparation for having horses. I mean, for having children, you have the other way around. Once you've had kids, horses will be a piece of cake. Exactly. If you can deal with six, seven kids, they ain't nothing that's going to bother you. <laughs> now, okay. So now let's test him, Helena. Uh, from the oldest to the youngest, names and ages. Oh, you want me to go backwards? Okay, yeah, Parker. I thought I'd confuse you a little. <laughs> okay, Parker's my 16-year-old. Then we have Ethan that's 12. Olivia is 11. Sarah Beth is 10. Bub is 9. And Nora is 3. Look at uh-huh. him. He got it all right. Well, I don't know if he got it right or not. I don't know all the kids. Well, I have to look at a calendar because they're all having birthdays pretty soon. Ethan will be 13 in April. Sarah Beth will be 11 in July. Bud turns 10 in June. Olivia in October. Wow, look at Parker you. Parker in December. Nora in November. So I think we've got the calendar covered. Oh, look at you. Look at your good dad remembering all of that. I uh-huh. really thought that he was going to go through and forget the names, but he had both. Well, I'm sure when well, he's screaming, screaming them across the house, yeah, you know how you're, up you're, then. you're trying to get <laughs> no. one kid and you go through the whole rotation. <laughs> we have backups. They each have a shirt with a number on it. So sometimes they become one, two, three, four, or <laughs> accordingly. <laughs> so oh, when did you get your first horse? You retired from the military. You still work, though, right? I do. I do. Uh, we actually, uh, it was funny because we were discussing horses around January time frame. Uh, since I was settled and, and everything looked good with the job. And uh, we ended up by May having our first horse. And then July, our second horse. So, <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> the gestation goes. period between horses is a lot shorter than it is for children. Tell uh, us about the horses. What do you have? No, uh, My uh, first horse that we bought was a Belgian. He's a 10-year-old gelding. And... He basically is the perfect bomb-proof, kid-proof horse. He was a parade horse, trail horse. He is so uh, cute, too. I, is that I, Goli- that's Goliath? Yeah, that's Goliath, and could not ask for a better personality, and that's kind of what we wanted in our first horse to begin with because of the family and being able to have the kids on him and, and whatnot. And I was actually, the second horse was kind of an accident. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and his wife is into horses, and he said, well, hey, you ought to check this out. And, and I went and looked at Rumor, who's a 10-year-old Tennessee Walker uh, gelding, and couldn't pass that up. The lady was moving, couldn't take the horse with her, you know, one of those deals, and got a really good deal on him. So that's how we ended up with two. Now, so he... what do you do with them? Yeah. I just trail ride, and, you know, I'll let the kids ride in the ring and do stuff in the ring. And my, my oldest uh, boy has went with me on the trails, but uh, he's the only one that's ventured out uh, outside the ring. Now, is the walker as quiet as Goliath? No. <laughs> that, not, no. If you can imagine a Jack Russell on crack, that would be... <laughs> that would be rumor. But he's gentle and he's sweet about it. He just... He wants to go. Mm. Yeah, I've been out in the hunt field with um uh, with a walker, and that is exactly what they're like. Go, go, go! Where can we go? Are we going now? Let's go. Where are we going to go? How how fast are we going to get there? Can we go? (laughs) Exactly. That's we call him Squirrel because I mean it's just constant. But they are. They're very good natured. They're very sweet, which makes all the difference in the world in in dealing with their high energy. Yep. Exactly. Now you have we have a picture of you on Goliath. and you have a looks like some kind of combination halter bridle on him, and I really like it. Can you tell me what it is? It's actually a bitless bridle. Okay. And and I'm you have to remember my horse experiences twenty years ago with growing up with him, and my my grandfather worked the fields with his horses, with plow horses and different things. My father he would have different horses that he would ride. And everybody was into bits, and I understand it's that's a classic argument among people whether to use bits or bitless. But uh, I just with Goliath, with his nature and everything, I, I went straight to bitless with him and saw a major improvement. So we we went bitless with Rumor as well, and uh, I actually got that one off uh, Two Horse Tack was the website that that made those for me. What? Wow. It's so they're, so much so they're nicer. custom made. Yeah. They're not the doctor. What's his name? Dr. Cooks. It's 
Yeah, I looked into those as well, uh, but two horse tacks seem to have a few more options available as far yeah. as because you can do you can do like a hackamore, or you could have done. Uh, uh, I got him just the straight uh, two rein bentless, and then I got uh, rumor the crossover where where the uh, the mechanism goes underneath vice just straight back, yep. which is what Goliath has. Awesome! It looks very comfortable. And he looks very relaxed. He has such a sweet eye. Now, you're yeah. riding in an Australian saddle. Uh, do you like it? I do. Uh, I've got, um, with the purchase of horses, I kind of tend to go overboard. And I have about six different saddles right now uh, <laughs> from just trying to find out what I like and what I don't like. And uh, we, I settled on the Australian because I like it. It's very comfortable. You can stay out on the trail for hours, and then um, I have the the western for you know the kids or or my wife when she wants to ride. I kind of like the Australian too. You feel very secure. It's almost like having a seatbelt. You know, it kind of kind of puts you in the saddle and keeps you there. Exactly. It it, it is very uh, more secure as far as confidence out on the trail for me. Uh, you know. Um, it works really well. And I imagine Goliath has a big canter. When he canters, you know it. Uh, yes, I've had him up to a full-on gallop, and, I mean, it, he just, I've got video. He just looks like he's having a blast, you know. <laughs> so it, it is not the smoothest evolution, but uh, he will go. That's funny. You, now, do you, you, you board your horses, or do you keep them at home? Uh, I board them currently. Um, we're looking for property, but... It, you kind of got to weigh the expense of keeping them at home yep. with the added responsibility and work to, I mean, I got a great deal. They're on an, an initial 80 acre pasture with another 90 acres just down the road that's available. And there's uh, just a handful of horses out there and you can't beat the, the fee. I mean, I priced everywhere and this was by far reasonable. You know, as long as they have excellent turnout, it's, it's, I almost think let them stay where they are because really one of the, I think the primary reasons people bring their horses home or buy property is so that they can be horses, you know, in a boarding situation, sometimes they don't get to be outside all day long or they don't get to have grass. So if you have amazing turnout and they can just, they have plenty of room to run and be themselves, there's less, a lot less pressure to get that piece of property to bring them home. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and so, so many times you see places, somebody will buy five or 10 acres, throw a barn on it and start boarding horses. And before they know it, they've got more horses than they've got pasture for. Yeah. And so we found a few of those as well. And this was recommended to us and it's 15, 20 minutes from the house. So it's easy to get to the horses if we need to. And they take care of everything. So, you know, you just sort of show up and enjoy, which is really nice. (laughs) <laughs> to just yeah, show up and, and I mean, it. I have suggested I, I wanted a valet parking set up, so when we got there, they were tacked up, ready to go. But unfortunately, no, we still have to go get them out of the field. That's what you have <laughs> six children for. That <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> They're your valets, right there. Do they? Well, do who besides your son of your children um, also is interested in the horses? Uh, all but my uh, middle daughter. All the others ride ride both horses and they, they love grooming and, and just going out to the field, uh, which was surprising because I'd taken them trail riding before all of them and they all really liked it. Uh, but I think she's just more intimidated of his size than, than anything. Sure. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe she'll fly. Uh, maybe she'll fly helicopters. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, Something that doesn't think for itself. And you're still flying helicopters right now. You work for an EMS. You do the life flights. I do. I do. I fly for the hospitals in Tennessee. How, now, is that like three or four days on and then three or four days off? How does that work? Well, it's a misnomer. I work seven days on, seven days off. Ah. But, it's, but it's seven twelves, so I would do an 84-hour work week Ooh. to get that week off. Wow. Yeah. That's why we see you in the, in the Facebook chat room like every other week. Yeah, you yeah you can notice. You know when I'm working because the uh, uh, participation slacks off. 
Well, I, I remember one day, particularly when you were picking on Jamie the next morning before our show, she said, doesn't that Jerry guy have a job? He needs to get a job. <laughs> and I said, I think he has a job, but it must be some kind of, you know, on-off job because you, he'll disappear for a while and stop picking on you, and then he comes back. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you found me out. It's good. There's there's convenience to it, and I have a... a a friend and acquaintance that I take Zumba with and she's just awesome. And when she's there, the class is super fun. And, and then she disappears for like, you know, two weeks at a time. And I only recently found out that she was a pilot. So she said, it's, it's great. You get a lot of convenience because you can get these stretches, stretches of time where you're not flying. But when you are flying, it's super intense. Like you, you pretty much can't do anything else. So I got a really, um, I got a big dose of respect for, that kind of scheduling and the, and the brain power. So, you know, when you do work that much, that, that long of a week and you're responsible for some very precious cargo, you, and then you have a huge family. Um, I imagine that once you get in the saddle, you, you take some time to decompress. Does, does riding and do horses do that for you? Well, I, you'd be surprised when I'll pack up, get to the trailhead, get to the top of the trail where it starts and just sit for 20 minutes and just stare out at the pasture, the forest, the, the landscape, and just take my time doing the loop. And, mm. you know, and I look at my watch and go, oh, well, I guess I need to get on riding or I'll, you know, it'll get dark on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's very That's cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, you know, I well, thank you uh, also for your service and for doing that for, for 20 years. And Here, here. Uh, yeah. So... So good on you for that. I, I Jennifer's brother still lives in Clarksville. Isn't uh, the base there? Isn't that a tank base? Uh, way back when it used to be, but it's uh, the 101st air assault is what's here the okay. division. I thought they um, used to drive tanks there. I thought they used to have. They uh, do. Yeah. They they had, at one time had had a couple tank uh, battalions. Very cool. We've been to Clarksville, and it, it is a cool area. And it's like any other military base, Helena. When you get right outside of the entrance to the base, you have strip clubs and pawn shops. Um, oh. it, it seems to be a thing at every military base. When you get that road that drives into the military base is full of pawn shops and sometimes strip clubs. Oh, okay. It's true. Yeah, that, that- <laughs> That's funny you said that because when I first got here, that was one of the things I said to my realtor is, let's look for a house away from those. <laughs> See, am I wrong, though? Am I right? No, no, you, you are 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah, see, it's true. It's true. That, as a matter of fact, Jennifer and I have a joke. If we're driving somewhere and we start seeing the long line of strip clubs and pawn shops, we say, this is going to end in a military base, and inevitably it does. <laughs> so um, it, it always does. Well, now let's talk a little bit about what you listen to on the Horse Radio Network. I know you listen to this show and to uh, Horses in the Morning. Would, are there any other shows you listen to? Uh, well, I kind of space out all of them. I listen to all of them, but normally what I do is I'll, I'll listen to horses in the morning on the way to work, and then I'll pick up Stable Scoop, a recorded episode on the way home, and then I'll fill in the gap between the next episodes of those with the other shows. Uh, because, I mean, it doesn't matter if, if you're interested in dressage or driving or whatever. Basic horsemanship is the same across the board, and you can learn something regardless. So I listened to Reese and Phillip, even though I don't know the difference between a pee-off and a half-halt, but they'll come across a training tip or a suggestion on how to do something, and it'll translate to something I'm doing. Uh, so good. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one that, I'm not the only one that only understands about half of what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one anyway. Well, we appreciate you listening. If if uh, if there are some people out there that are on the fence about why they should become an auditor, what would you tell them? Uh, just the wealth of information and the camaraderie. I mean, I've, I'm like you. I'm a member of several Facebook groups for different hobbies of mine, and this is the most interactive group of, by far. Mm. It is. They really have become like a family in there. And it's kind of, yeah. you know, it's heartening for Helene and I to look at being the ones who started all this, right, many years ago. It's very heartening for us to look at the community that has has evolved uh, around the Horse Radio Network. That that didn't happen overnight. I mean, uh, it took years to get to the point where it is, but we're, we're very, we're, it makes us proud to watch you guys all just getting along. There's no negativity in there. Uh, you know, it's just a whole bunch of people that love, have a common interest and, and talk about everything, really. Uh, so thank you for being <sighs> part of that. We appreciate it. We do oh, very much. Come. 
Anytime. Well, and of course, after after we ask you the rapid fire questions, Helena is going to gear those up now because we do that with every one of the listeners this year. Uh, we're going to play a short version, one stanza of the twelve days of Christmas that you and your family did because it was so damn cute for Cutest the radiothon. <laughs> and we're going to play a little bit of that at the end of this interview. If you didn't hear the radiothon, you'll hear it uh, here, and it'll just uh, it'll give you a little bit of Christmas in in February too. But uh, okay. you know, you guys, we expect you to do something next year for the radiothon. Pressure's well, I on. had an uncle. I had an uncle Jimmy's version of that song keyed up, but <laughs> yeah, we never made it through. <laughs> never, not even the wheels came off the wagon. <laughs> Okay, well, we want to hear that next year. <laughs> Except the kids can't be involved, just you and your wife. <laughs> okay, okay. That's funny. All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, Lena is gearing up with the questions that we ask at the end of every listener interview. All Are right. you ready? I am. All right, Jerry, what is your favorite food? My favorite food would be seafood, specifically lobster. Mmm, me too. <laughs> sea bugs. Okay, so sea bugs are your favorite food. What's your least favorite food? That's a tie between tomatoes and tofu because any food you can make look like any other food and it still tastes like cardboard, I, I don't understand. Okay. But tomatoes? Tofu. But what about tomatoes? Tomatoes is a texture thing. I'm that weird guy that'll eat ketchup all day but won't touch a raw tomato. You know, tomatoes, are, it, it's kind of like eating snot once you get past the skin. <laughs> it's true. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I can't argue with him there. <laughs> what is your biggest There's equestrian the quote pet? of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for one of them a week at least. What's your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Uh, lack of ownership in your animals. Uh, I see it all the time, and I, I, you know, I understand people busy, life gets in the way a lot of times, but a lot of people are buying horses and never interacting with them. They're pasture ornaments, and you never see them. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Mine are pasture ornaments right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's winter. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even see my pasture. <laughs> um, okay. Who is your favorite professional celebrity or equestrian? Okay. I honestly, before HRN, I wouldn't have known Bob Baffert if I walked in my kitchen and him and American Pharaoh was eating breakfast at my table. So I'm going to have to say, just because of learning from HRN, the different, you know, personalities and professionals, I'm going to have to go with Monty Roberts just because of the wealth of information and the legacy that, that he's established. That's wonderful. That's he good. has definitely, he's leaving the world a better place because of what he's taught us. I agree. Okay. Other than the profession you have now or working with horses, what might you like to attempt as a career? Well, I would like to be in the entertainment industry of some sort, something musically, I would think. There are uh, those strip the clubs without down without on, on the thing there. Without going on tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would make a fortune for them paying me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> do you, are you musical? Do you, do you play an instrument? Uh, many years ago I did, and I'm getting back into it, and my kids are into it. Uh, so uh, hopefully, yeah, we, we will have something as a family, uh, at least if nothing else to do on the weekends. The right. Osmonds, number two. The, you could do a, um, you could do like, your, you could have your own parade. So you could like get all the kids' horses, and then you could all sing and, you know, ride around and. I think we need to do an HRN family parade, Glenn. <laughs> okay. Um, if you won a million dollars, where would you go on your first trip? Uh, seeing as how I've been a lot of places with my job, I've been Italy, Spain, Norway, France, all kinds of places. A uh, million dollars, I would have to go back to Norway. Oh, cool. Go back to in where? The springtime, in, in the springtime or summer, Norway. Norway. Don't go to Norway. Norway in the wintertime. <laughs> okay. All right. Good advice, Norway. Um, doo -doo -doo. What is your favorite celebratory word or phrase? Okay. I uh, asked my wife that, and she paused and said, you can't tell him that. <laughs> you can't tell him that one either. 
You can't tell him that. My 12-year-old looks over and says, you say nice job, Johnson, quite a bit. And <laughs> okay. I, I, I do. I do. I'll, I'll goof something up and I'll say, nice job, Johnson. There you nice. go. Well, there it is. <laughs> Nothing like encouraging. You're going to be the only one with that. that. <laughs> so. All right. What's the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? Oh, geez, you probably have a list. Well, I and I thought about it, and you know, the nature of the job is what it is. You do your job. So I would have to say, Marine Corps boot camp, Paris Island. I would not do that again, ever. You know, my dad. What I know now. My dad was during. I was just going to say my dad was during Korea and uh, he had flat feet back in those days. You couldn't go into war with flat feet. Why that is, I don't know. But you couldn't go into war with flat feet and he was a good shot. So they kept him there. He spent four years on Paris Island as a rifle instructor. Uh, and he said he almost would have rather went to Korea. <laughs> it was just, oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm. I get what you're saying. <laughs> okay. If you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? Okay. I uh, would have to say intuitive adaptive. Uh, it's the ability basically to learn a skill simply from watching someone do it or read a book or physical contact, and you instantly can do play the piano or uh, you know, cool. do jumping or, or whatever. Just pick, pick something. It's called, that's called intuitive adaptive? Yes. I want that. I want that to be my superpower. <laughs> I, that's so cool. I would never have even thought that that was like a possible superpower possibility. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, John Travolta in, in the movie where he learned Portuguese just by listening and read the book on the way to yeah. the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Glenn, what would you, would you do that? Well, I would totally That'd be do that. a good that. one. Yeah, especially people like us with severe ADD. That's perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is Because we never can stick with it long enough to actually learn it. So, and, and adventurous people, yeah. too, because you're like, oh, that looks like fun. I want to try that. Imagine if you had the skill set to actually do it well enough where you could enjoy it. You know, that's one of the things about horses is you do have to get up. You have to get to a point. I mean, just sitting at the sad, in the saddle and even walking is fine. But you do have to get certain set of skills in order to really and truly enjoy all the horses can, can bring. Imagine exactly. going from zero to 60. That's such a great freaking superpower, Jerry. All right. Like brownie points in my book. And the last question, if your horse could speak, but only answer one question, what would you ask him? Either horse okay. Okay. or both Since horses. Well, since I both have boys and I can keep this clean, I'm just going to look at them and say, seriously, I know you don't have opposing thumbs, but you can't clean it yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, horses have been around how many thousands of years not being touched by human hands. So, so unless Jamie Jennings is roaming the BLM with a bucket and a scrub brush, how are they doing it? <laughs> took me a minute to get what you were saying, but I That's got it. That's a very it. good uh, question. It took me a second. I asked that at least every three months. <laughs> every four months. Jennifer just got tranquilizer for Scooter because um, he doesn't like that. So uh, we're going to tranquilize him next time. That's all righty. <laughs> all righty. All right. Let's play a little bit of the Johnson family. This is all the kids, I believe, uh, with the 12 days of Christmas that they did for the Radiothon. And uh, thank you so much, Jerry. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much, Glenn. You too, Helena. Thanks. Our pleasure. This is the 12 horse days of Christmas from the Johnson family. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a twelve-hour podcast. Eleven diners naked. Ten miles of Tevis. Nine milk-free spreaders. Eight flying changes. Seven stars to muck out. Six dually halters. Five flexing forks. Four hoof boots. Three riding helmets. Two sets of sticks. And an Andalusian rooster in a tree. Hello folks, Uncle Jimmy here and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love. The award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls. Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball. The Incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free. 
the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious, flavored-filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Today's Tack and Habit segment, I I did the recording at Ada with Colleen from Eventing Nation was with me, and we talked to the good people over at ProChaps. Hi, Glenn here, and I am at Ada, and we're continuing our product chats here at Ada. And I have Colleen, who is an auditor and also the product reviewer for Eventing Nation with us. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Well, it's good to have you. It's been fun running around with you all weekend. Well, you know, there is a product that my wife found here the last time we were here, and she bought a pair, and she has been wearing them every day since and absolutely positively loves them, and that is her Pro Chaps Half Chaps. She loves them. By the way, we have Jean here who is with Pro Chaps. She just wanted me to tell you thank you. Hello. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You told her us, and you told us the last time that if she wore these, she would fall in love with them, and, and you were absolutely right. Well, yeah, it's you know, it's uh, it's so different. It's it's a product that uh, uh, suits the, the the leg in an, an incredible way. But what way. makes them different? I mean, half chaps. There's a lot of half chaps. True, it's uh, you know, half chaps are half chap. Except when we decided to con- to to develop that product, we went very technical. We look at almost uh, all the features that a product should be, and so we reinvented the chap. So yes, it's still called a chap, but we like to call it a technical chaps, and we're probably having the best fit around. That's basically what it is. I know she's going to want me to get a pair of those full chaps too. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I thought she had a full chest. She too, did. She wears them both. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she does right. wear them both. Now, Colleen, you have not tried these, or you got to try them on today. I haven't tried the half chaps on. I tried the full chaps. Oh, on did you? Today. Yes, I did. Did you feel cool? I did actually. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me because I've never worn uh, full chaps before. Really? They felt all the so riding you've done. You're an adventure. All the riding I've done. I've done half chaps or tall boots the whole time. Um, they felt really, really comfortable, and I really liked the compression fabric. I got sized up. It was all official. Wow. Did you look good? Did she look good? Oh, Oh, sensational. Yeah, but French guy, of course, is going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Colleen, so you've never worn half chaps before. One of the complaints, there's two complaints people have about about full chaps, rather, Mm -hmm. is one, they're big and bulky and they get in the way. Or two, they're too tight and you can't move. So did you find that either one of those was the case? I didn't find that to be the case. I was actually ready to want to go jump on a horse right then and there. Uh, the fabric felt like it fit me really well without being um, too bulky or too tight. It felt, felt nice and thin to me. So, And that's what you were going for, I assume. Yeah, well, it's, you know, behind this product, it's amazing to say, but it's over a year and a half worth of desserts. I mean, you may find that funny. I'm sure, ask any chap maker on here if they would do something like this. I know the lucky guy that crazy, got to try those know? chaps on 4,500 good-looking riders. Well, that's the one that's one of the That's positive, why John walks around here with a smile thing. on yeah, his face yeah, the whole right. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. But... Um, <laughs> It's amazing because uh, the you know for the full chap what you should know is that we can give this type of fit by taking only three measurements. You know it's not like uh, the traditional chap where we go with sixteen measurements. We go with three: the circumference of your calf, the tie, and the length, and that's it. That's all. I mean, it will fit you like a glove. Really. So, do you have to custom order them, or can you buy them off the shelf because there's only three? Well, it, we, it, it's you can buy it over the shelf without any problem, uh, either at a store. Or, or directly on our website, uh, wprochap.com. And it tells you how to measure, uh, measure it and everything? We've got a video showing how to do that, and it's simple. It's very simple. So is this something you want to try? 
It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. And it, you made the measurements so easy. I mean, it was, like you said, just three measurements, the, the calf, the thigh, and the length. And it was, I was surprised at how well with just those three measurements they fit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And today, a funny thing happened. There's a lady coming to the boot, you know, and look at everything. And I said, have you looked at the long chaps? She said, oh, never, never, never buy that it's in a my Western life. Thing. I mean, not at all. <laughs> and then I said, why don't you try it? She said, I don't have that time. It's too long. I said, what about if it takes a minute and a half to try? I don't believe this. I mean, you know, and she did. And that lady has probably come back three, four times, bringing people to say, you should discover that, <laughs> you see? So it's amazing. Huh? Within uh, everything you see around, I would say this is probably the most innovative product at this moment, and it's, it, it's still yet to be dis- discovered by more I, people. I think, it, you know, it's, they're be starting to become more popular in the English side now. They've always been popular in the Western side, and, True. you know, a completely different kind of chap, but a full chap. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting, and, you know, they started a lot of, uh, a lot of the jumper riders will wear them when they're out, jockeys. Wear them, you know. And you know something else? The compression material is, uh, is very helpful for a rider because it stimulates the blood activity. And when a rider goes hacking, let's say, for an hour or two, uh, you know, in the field, or if you're a trainer and you, you're standing on the, you know, on, on, on the, so on it the shouldn't foot. So affect the muscles as much. It, it, it stimulates your leg activity and you don't feel as tired, you know, and this is a great, great, great feeling. And Can that I was part that? of the concept. I need one of those for my brain. I need some <laughs> <laughs> now, so what are the price points that have? Chaps and full chaps. The, the, retail. The full chaps retail at two seventy five, and which is really good. It's a, no, it's totally it's very reasonable. And if you look at this new model that we came out with, it's called the competition. And uh, this, this is a half chap. This is a half chap, and this one for uh, retail at one seventy five. And this is a great product. And now, is wood. it leather? What's the material? It's the combination of three different fabric. Leather is always the key. Contact the horse because skin to skin, that's number one. All the other components on it is made to mold the leg. And it has a gusset, sort of. Yeah. Is this a gusset in the back here? It's breathable, right. and, it, and it's as, it has a stretch that has a memory. Like most of the chapters, you can see, the stretch disappears after yeah. two months. That stretch you will find uh, it forever. Come, it comes back? Forever, yeah. yeah. Okay. And little, this little uh, stirrups under the, that old chap on the, on the boot is unbreakable. So this is, it's made against the ammonia. When the, when the rider walks in the stall, I mean, ammonia is not going to kill, not going to break that strap. And you so, know one of the other things that uh, I like about this my wife likes too is and it's a little thing but it drives people crazy is the zipper the tab on the zipper locks in place up exactly at, because a lot of them are just flapping around absolutely yeah you know you do a lot of movement uh, with uh, with your chap and uh, uh, i know it's a little thing but isn't it cool uh, yeah yeah it's, yeah, <laughs> it's the little things that make the difference but it's the little things that drive you insane every day I, when you're riding absolutely yeah. yeah and when you re- when you put it up like this it's locked so yeah. the, the, the zipper won't open cool? and yeah it, <laughs> oh yeah and it's I, great I like that the um, that you don't have to worry about the ammonia because I don't remember the last time that I said that I was going to take my half chaps off to walk into a stall. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wears them all day. She forgets and goes to the store with them on. So. You know, there's an additional feature we didn't talk. Uh, the way to keep this chap um, the way it is forever is by washing it. And the way you can wash it is put it put it in a in a in a pillowcase and uh, right to the washing machine, cold water, ten minutes with uh, leather soap. It comes out like perfect. You don't have to put oil. You don't have to put cheese. She's done that. She, you know, you know those bra bags you get to wash your your delicates. Well, that's what she puts them in, and then she throws them in the washing machine. But you have to use leather. Don't use, don't use laundry detergent. Use leather soap. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, you don't find that many product like that around. Yeah. And I think because they do get sweaty and smelly, and you know they they're out wearing in the stalls and these. Yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, you know that's what thinking is all about, and our goal. Does it affect the zipper when you wash it like that? The zipper is made to be, uh, uh, I would say, totally uh, conditioned for several washing. Okay. Uh, the density of the nylon is better than any other zippers around, so th- it's made to last. Okay. That's okay. a heavy-duty looking zipper to me. It is. Yeah. And, and I like how, you know, when Half Chaps first started, the zipper came straight down the back. Right. They were, were straight down. Now, with the curves around the side, it really does make a big difference. And you know why we do that? We do that because uh, we noticed that uh, when a rider happened to be uh, riding with an open leg, 
you were shaving literally the hair of the horse and then by the time it gets irritated. So by doing it this way, we know that the surface of contact with the horse is much bigger. So we're much better, much more comfortable for the horse. Yeah, because you will touch the horse with the back exactly. of your leg. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly sure. that. You Very see? cool. Where and can they you, buy them? Well, yeah, yeah, at this moment, you can, I mean, the best, uh, I would say, recommendation, I would say, is to come on our website, on uh, prochap.com. We can uh, guide you. I'll translate you. that. That's prochaps.com. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's uh, prochaps.com. <laughs> 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 and uh, we give most of the information out there. And uh, But we're, we're quick. We have a good service, you know, and delivery uh, And you do, system. I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, that, it comes highly recommended from my wife, and who better, right? Well, well, I mean, I, you know what? And we, 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 you shake your head natural. like this, Sean. It comes, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much, anyway. Very nice. I don't think good. I don't have to sleep on the couch tonight. I'm good. I don't think anybody <laughs> can see us nodding our heads, though. No, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they get the idea. You have the periscope for that. Prochaps.com. Well, you can find Helena at? You can find me at sparkleandboom.com, where I slave away to pay the bills. And you can find uh, all the show notes for the Stable Scoop radio show at stablescoop.com. We did want to let you know that we'll have a best of show for you next week. And we talked about what that was going to be. And you're going to be so excited, everybody, because we are going back to episode number 16 when Helena and I sucked. Uh, so you'll get to hear. <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> you'll get to hear one of the early episodes. You know, we're going to this podcasting conference next week, which is why we can't do a show. And we thought, you know, why not let everybody know how, how, how we sounded way back in the beginning? So, so that's what you're going to hear next week. It, you know, I know pr- probably 99% of you have never heard this show, and it is going to be about fox hunting. It was, one of the fir- it was the first fox hunting show we did, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Uh, you'll get your little fox hunting fix, and we're going to be going back uh, seven years to that show. So eight years. Eight years to that show. Wow. So we hope you enjoy that. It's a little trip down memory lane uh, for you. And uh, we'll take lots of pictures while we're at the PodFest of us together and hanging out. We're going to have five hosts from the Horse Radio Network there. So we'll make sure to get some group shots and post them over on our Stable Scoop Facebook page. And, uh, and uh, I'm doing a keynote. I'm sure, I'm sure that Helena will embarrass me with a picture or two thrown up on <laughs> Facebook of that. Uh, I guarantee you're going to be yep. seeing that, usually with my mouth open looking like I'm about ready to throw up or something. Uh, she always finds the really good pictures to post. So that'll be coming up next week as well. That's it for this week, Helena. That is plenty and probably going to be one of my favorite shows ever. But there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. Happy scooping.